0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Going after Florida has everything to do with setting narrative and nothing to do with science. And this is what we all see. Now, this should really be an Andrew Cuomo story because even Democrats in New York are saying, yeah, you lied. You lied, and you lied big, and you lied real, and we aren't going to back you up. You learn from these things that maybe, just maybe, not every Democrat thinks that Andrew Cuomo should have won an Emmy. Maybe they think he's just a blowhard. Even Nancy Pelosi, seeing some of the requests for funding from Andrew Cuomo the yelling and screaming we need 15 billion dollars and remember when he needed all the ventilators she said yeah we took care of you have a nice day I mean people referred to it as a rare rebuke well it's very hard for anybody to listen to a guy who literally killed people and then said look at me aren't I a pretty 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 boy Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833 got Tony, 833-468-8669, the story of Andrew Cuomo, the lying about nursing homes, the lying about the patients that died, the purposefulness in covering it up, and without question, not only did he know it, I would make the argument that we're going to learn that he ordered it and demanded it, worthless, worthless person, Terrible and despicable and awful in every single way. And not somebody who we should be giving Emmys to, but somebody who should be on TV because of the perp walk they do into a police station. Laws broken. People died there shouldn't be any level of politics that gets involved and i gotta tell you when i see that it's not i i i have to cheer now I remember like you remember that the reason people like Pelosi are, are turning on him and the reason Democrats in New York are turning on him, they're throwing him under the bus. They never liked him, but he was just good in regards to hurting President Trump when he was doing his nonsense press conferences. Remember, they treated it like it was the second presidency, right? They, oh, oh, Andrew Cuomo's going to speak. Hmm, what's happening in New York? If coronavirus had been focused in Billings, Montana, nobody would have given a dang about coronavirus. It's only because its epicenter was New York and then on the other coasts. And that people were like, hmm, well, mm, I guess we have to pay attention now. Not that they wouldn't have paid attention eventually, but if the hot spot was Montana, they would have been like, Ah, Montana. <laughs> Nothing. It's totally what they would have done. So throwing um Him under the bus now is super easy, so they're doing it. But what cannot be denied is that the way New York has handled things is a big, hot, ugly mess dumpster fire. And the way Florida's done things has been pretty good. Pretty good indeed. Maybe not perfect. Maybe there are some other things that could have been done or should be done or need to be done. I could... I could see that, but I mean, they're they're working a plan to to lock down Florida. I mean, Governor Ron DeSantis has discussed this and said, "Are are you all are you all out of your heads? What what mathematics would you even go through to try and 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 lock down Florida?" the restrictions that you're talking about what you're
1: discussing here is well absolute madness one states have higher per capita fatality so since december 1st uh well over half the country has seen much worse covid results uh than here in florida but all you have to do too is just look at some of the trends ed visits for covid-like illness is down 60 percent in florida over the last 30 days. That's the number one indicator uh, for for COVID spread. Hospitalized patients are down about 35% in Florida statewide over the last three weeks. And don't forget, over the the winter, uh, Florida peaked at much less level than we did over the summer months. And we were way less per capita than a lot of lockdown states that are always cited as being, quote, the right way to do it. Meanwhile, we vaccinated the most people of any state in the age bracket where most of the fatalities occur.
0: The science can't be denied. Maybe it has something to do with weather. Maybe it has something to do with population density. Maybe it has something to do with how they're handling the vaccine. Maybe it has to do with an area that you spend more times outdoors. And outdoors clearly does not create these super spreader events that we keep being told about. Maybe they're more clear and more upfront. Maybe they've got a better system than the New Yorkers. But why do, why do we deny how well they're doing? Shouldn't we cheer it and say, hey, how can we also do this well? When I take a look at the state of Indiana and how they're dealing with, with coronavirus vaccines and getting them out there, it's excellent. It's not me saying so. It's the it's the knowledge and the understanding when you compare it to a lot of other states. They're doing an unbelievably good job. Well, let's look at how they're doing it and let's do an unbelievably good job. But there's no doubt that DeSantis is right, that they're coming after uh, his state hot and heavy. They're talking about locking it down. Oh, you can't travel to, to Florida. Oh, we've got a new strain and it's more deadly And this. You are gonna need to wear five masks and sunglasses. You're going to need to wear a football helmet and then you're going to have to wrap your body in some kind of uh, saran wrap in order to be safe and go get your mail, which will no longer be delivered because that also has coronavirus. And he's looking at these restrictions and looking at these people and saying, you people, are just nuts
1: every worker has a right to work and earn a living and put food on their table and every business has a right to operate and consequently our state is doing very well uh, compared to these other states in terms of education and economy but we also have 26 other states in the district of columbia that have higher per capita covid mortality than we do we have 28 states that have higher per capita cases than we do for the bulk of the pandemic and if you look right now states that are always healthy up by people in Biden's administration like New York have way higher per capita patients hospitalized for COVID right now. So there's no basis in medical. There's no basis in economics. There's no basis in reality to do this except to punish a state that is doing it better than what his experts have recommended. Biden is a lockdowner. His advisors are lockdowners. Lockdowns don't work. We've demonstrated that. We're not turning Back, Maria, and they will not be able to get away with targeting Florida.
0: Uh, did we mention he's running for president in 2024? I thought that'd be pretty important to uh, to, to to mention in in in, in 2024 uh, that Ron DeSantis is running for president because he is. That's obvious. It's important that we look at data and we look at personal responsibility. Personal responsibility may mean that you wear a mask, right? I, I know people, uh, uh, she works uh, with an elderly population. He has a parent in a nursing home. They don't have people to the house. Now you might say that's crazy. She wants to keep her job, he wants to see his dad. I get that. That's a rational position, but that position is taken by a family, by individuals, by adults who have taken a look at their situation and said, "This is the way we want to play it. Who am I?" You know, every now and then I walk into a house and I see that somebody has a kitchen that clearly comes from the from uh, the 80s, so it's like that that pickled maple Kind of cabinet, or it's that very, very modern 80s with like the curved sides and everything else. And look, you know, it's, it's almost usually in white and it's almost like lacquered uh, kind of kitchen. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those be- before. And every time I'm like, oh, oh they, they, they kept the retro, did they? Dude, some people love it. Who am I to say? It's their kitchen. I don't have to eat my eggs in there. I can excuse myself to another room if I choose and then never come back they want to look at that kitchen every day god bless them you make a choice and how you want to do it the conversation is why is the government getting in the way thinking they know what's best on terms of a federal level for the states they don't they clearly don't know what's best Media culture knows what's best. They were telling me how great Andrew Cuomo is, and we know Andrew Cuomo's a murderer. Now there's a real question of what's going to happen with Chris Cuomo. Right? There's a there's a, a serious question about what's going to happen with Fredo. In in the, in this conversation because it was CNN that allowed Fredo to I think it's, it it works it works I know it makes producer Ari cringe but y- you got to allow it you got to allow it it's it's clearly right you had you had Chris Cuomo interviewing his brother the governor not taking it seriously not engaged uh, properly mocking in many many ways while people were watching their loved ones die. What does that say about the news organization, CNN? I wonder if we'll get a good conversation about this on reliable sources with Brian Stelter. I wonder if we're going to talk about these big, big, important subjects with Brian Stelter because because that's that's. Good and important uh, stuff. Let's, let's see. Let's tune in to Brian Stelter right now and see what they're talking about over there on Reliable Sources and taking a look at how the media is acting. You and your reporters are, are all focused on this. Uh, what is the takeaway about, you know, Lachlan Murdoch saying one thing, but the programming moves saying another thing?
1: Yeah, well, I would say they're not moving further right. They're moving further into BS. They're moving further into crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: So they're talking about Fox News. Good. Good. No, no. as long as you're, you know, honestly looking at the issues and, and, and paying full attention. That's that's great. That That's great. Fox News is fo- moving Fuller into crazy. Meanwhile, you've got a guy who wouldn't talk to his brother about the lies that he told and the people left behind. You're right. Best not to talk about it at all. Good job, Brian Stelter. Always thinking for them CNN folk. I'm Tony Katz. There is a fantastic piece in the Wall Street Journal about an interview with Shelby Steele, who is a conservative, who is black, how equality lost to equity. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's great to be with you. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. And how we're hearing this equity conversation everywhere. That's what we need to fight for. Not equality, but equity. Well, equity, just in its, in its most simplest uh, form, when, when you hear the word equity, very often it's thought of in, in like your home in terms of value. It's thought of in terms of money terms. And it's clear that equity is just another uh, look at wealth redistribution. And I say this knowing that I'm going to get yelled at by a whole bunch of people and let them yell. Let them yell. The people who are pushing and screaming about things like, like equity and allyship, um, who won't take a look at the real fundamentals of things like Black Lives Matter and actually get angry with you for noting and knowing these things, well, they're, they're not my problem. This is different than a conversation about race or racism, different conversation about uh, a historical perspective and and value uh, necessary and and being a good friend. I'm not discussing any of those things. I'm discussing the idea that equity pushes the idea, especially when you see Office of Equity, Diversity and Inclusion. You see a lot of businesses putting that uh, together and doing hiring in that way. States doing hiring that way. Universities doing hiring in that way. Uh, This is nonsense. I, I would say it directly to people's faces too. Uh, politely. I don't think they're bad people, possibly. I don't know them. But if you have an office of equity, you you're making an argument that somehow, in order to have a decent society, one person must give something up to allow another person that thing. No. And that becomes political because we see government thought uh, do that. The idea of evening it all out. Remember, when as the Biden administration is now discussing that health care is a right, if health care is a right, that means the doctor is a slave. And I defy anyone to argue that position. 833 got Tony 833-468-8669. If healthcare is a right, that means you have the right to medical care whenever you want it, which means somebody has to provide it to you. How does that happen? You're not talking about an exchange here, goods for services. You're not talking about entering into contract. You know the idea of of somebody you know selling their 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 wares or their knowledge. No, you're saying that the doctor must provide it if it is indeed a right. Therefore, the doctor is a slave. That's what they're saying. That's what they believe. I oppose that. The argument being made by Mr. Steele is that the idea of equity has no meaning and promises no progress. But it makes it real easy to call people bigots. And he has a cold conversation about race in terms of his own life and his own history. It's a worthy conversation. But equity, equity is is about saying if you disagree, you're a bigot. It's just a way of engaging a new bit of word speak to be able to determine that other people are, are guilty of whatever it is someone else is, is describing of them. If you don't believe in equality, but you believe in equity, you don't actually believe in anything. You just want to destroy people who may be getting in your way of getting the things that you want to get. And that's why I make the argument that these equity and diversity and inclusion officers that you're seeing in universities and other places, this is is going to create more harm than good, more division, more hate, more separating of people, more ripping society apart, and that's the last thing that we need. So, too, does this conversation of being an ally... An allyship. I bring this up because the school district where my children go to school has one of these officers and they are going to be having a day-long seminar for teachers about allyship. Now, I know that the whole conversation of being an ally is a bigoted conversation. I describe it as, well, what makes an ally? Well, an ally is someone who does what they're told without complaint. And if they speak up, we tell them that they don't understand. Right? Remember, if you're guilty for speaking out and you're guilty of silence, you're guilty no matter what you do. From the NIH, from the Office of Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion, the, the, the act of allyship is, quote, when a person of privilege works in solidarity and partnership with a marginalized group of people to help take down the systems that challenge the group's basic rights, equal access, and ability to thrive in our society. I don't know what those are. And I'm not so sure you know what those are either. But we could take a look at things like, well, if you're talking about education, you're talking about culture, celebrity culture, things like that. All those things are run by the political left, as Matt Whitlock points out. So don't look at me. But, of course, they're looking at anybody who doesn't do what they are told at the moment they're told to do it. So, no, allyship is is pure bigotry. And so is this idea of equity. And We're going to keep talking about it and exposing it the best we can. I'm Tony Katz. So I don't know if we uh, categorize this as ironic or hysterical, but Florida is looking to have Disney open up more of their studios there than in California because California is keeping them from being open. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, that's where you find the show, the podcast at Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E, Rumble.com. You can also find it at TonyKatz.com. They're saying that Disney is leaving California because of the lockdowns, because of their inability to realize that they should be open. And uh, they're saying, all right, we'll we'll come to Florida. We'll, we'll We'll do even more. It is, I don't know if it's irony or something else, that the company that fired Gina Carano from The Mandalorian for... Engaging a conversation about not hating your neighbor and invoking Nazis is fired while the main the, the main star of Mandalorian gets to keep his job when he's purposefully compared uh, Donald Trump to Nazis. right? They fire you. And keep you from engaging your free speech. Uh, but when it comes to their money and their opportunities, they leave the oppressive places. What do you do with that story? They fired Gina Carano because she called the wrong person Nazis. I mean, that's what they did. She didn't call the right people Nazis. And what's the one? There's somebody who works for Disney and has a cartoon. Uh, MAGA kids right into the lead them right into the wood chipper. Have you seen this, producer, Ari? I don't even know what you're talking about. Look it up. Let's search for it. MAGA Kids Wood Chipper. And it's a cartoon. Right? It's a cartoon that some Disney guy named Jack Morrissey posted. He produces movies for for, for Disney. His tweets are now protected, by the way. They're all locked down. Well, of course they are. Because you tweeted out a photo of somebody taking a human body and putting it into a wood chipper. MAGA kids go screaming, hats first, into the wood chipper. He produced Beauty and the Beast and the Twilight Saga. He still has a job. Who plays the Mandalorian there, uh, Ari? Pedro Pascal Pedro Pascal compared what happened in Nazi Germany to what happened at the southern border with kids in cages, which is, of course, a despicable thing to say, still has a job. Although I've heard stories that he's leaving. I've, I've read a couple of those rumors. I don't know what to make of it. But Gina Carano says, you saw people in Nazi Germany, children attack Jewish adults because they were taught to hate. Maybe we shouldn't teach everybody in America to hate people who disagree with them or hate people who are different or whatever the case may be. It was a pretty rational thought, even though I don't like the invoking of of Nazis in this way. Just stop. The Nazis were the Nazis. And yes, they were national socialists. And don't tell me, oh, it's not the same kind of socialist. I understand the story. Maybe you should get a little better at your history. People are, you know, it's 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 a it's a ridiculous thing to say. You can make Nazi comparisons, but when I talk about history, I'm talking about it wrong. Yeah, we don't we don't listen to you people who have never read a book. The Holocaust is not a political prop and shouldn't be used as such. I say that about Gina Carano as well. But she's fired. The other two guys aren't. And political correct or politically correct Disney. They're going to leave California because they're not being treated right, because they're not allowed to open, because the governor there and the mayor of Los Angeles are, are way too busy being interested in lockdowns than they are in people's livelihoods. I'm sorry I find that to be a very, very interesting confluence of events. And, of course, we've been talking about the impeachment, and the best was when the House managers, after uh, losing and no conviction taking place, the vote was 57 to 43, they're there having a, 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 you know, a discussion and they're, you know, answering questions for the press. And in comes Speaker Pelosi. She's hot as a pistol. And that's Everybody off the hook. Oh, these cowardly senators who couldn't face up to what the president did. And what was at stake for our country are now going to have a chance to give a little slap on the wrist. We censure people for using stationery for the wrong purpose. We don't censure people for inciting
1: insurrection that kills people in the Capitol.
0: Nancy Pelosi has been broken by Donald Trump, and this again proves it. She actually said there, maybe you didn't catch it, we censure people for using the wrong stationery, not for engaging in insurrection. Um, Nancy Pelosi is going to have her words used against her from now until the end of time, and it won't matter because there'll be so much of media that doesn't hold her to it. But one of the things that the House managers failed to do, and one of the things that Trump's team managed to do very effectively, was, well, the House managers wanted to say, here's all the language that Donald Trump used, and look what happened. But they couldn't prove that it was specific language to a specific moment that led to a specific incident. And that's not my problem. They're the ones who push forward this idea of incitement of insurrection. Trump's lawyers did an absolutely incredibly good job of showing all of the times, progressives, Democrats, leadership or otherwise, engaged in violent rhetoric... They showed it again and again and again and again. They were able to show it everywhere. They were able to show it in all
1: things. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind and you will pay
0: the price. You will pay the price. Well, what, what else could it possibly mean? You will pay the price is exactly what it is, right? There's no other way to see you will pay the price. There's never been any other way it's been utilized or described, has it? And there's more. I mean, you want to talk about fighting like hell? Well, to do it. Hey, we're going to need a mountain. mean, all they talked about was fighting like hell. Beginning to end. I mean, the amount of Democrats talking about fighting like hell goes on for forever.
1: In the Senate, Democrats are going to fight like hell to make this a reality. Americans who took to the streets this week have demanded change. With this legislation, Democrats are heeding their calls. I want the people of Pennsylvania, the people all across this country to know that we are going to fight like hell to protect your vote, to secure your vote, and to make sure that your vote is counted. How confident are you that Kentuckians are going to have the ability to vote freely uh, in November? Well, I'll
0: tell you, I'm confident that we're going to fight like hell to make sure they can. We are going to fight like hell to make sure that everyone who wants to vote can exercise that right to vote. This election is coming whether the president wants it or not, and we're going to fight like hell in Congress to make sure that the mail still works. Good on them. It's very hard to accuse somebody of inciting a riot when other people use the same exact language who are now bringing the charge against the president. That That is a tough, tough putt. But as we discussed from the beginning, they engaged the wrong conversation. This leads us not to Nancy Pelosi being angry. No one cares if Nancy Pelosi's angry, who could care less. This leads us to Mitch McConnell. What did Mitch McConnell say and is Mitch McConnell right? And is there indeed something that President Trump is guilty of? I argue yes, and I will bring that up next. I'm Tony Katz. So let's discuss what Mitch McConnell said and why it has got people so incredibly angry. Is Donald Trump guilty of anything at all? Even though the impeachment, no conviction just like we said, but the vote was 57 to 43. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, you got Tony. 833-468-8669. So you've got Mitt Romney. And and, and you got uh, Elise Murkowski and Susan Collins. And you got Ben Sass And you got uh, uh, Pat Toomey. You got Richard Burr of North Carolina and Bill Cassidy of Louisiana. That's your seven. I put forth to you that they were wrong. That I don't believe Ben Sasse, the senator from Nebraska, has the constitutional argument on incitement of insurrection. He may not have liked what President Trump had to say, but he doesn't have an argument on incitement. I'm going to say it again. He can argue it all he wants. He has the vote. I didn't. But I put forth that he doesn't have a constitutional argument about incitement. Then again, Ben Sass, Senator Sass could disagree with me because I believe that there was nothing wrong with the challenge uh, to the electoral votes. You had a law that allowed you to do it. You could do it. He could argue it was a fundamental violation of federalism, which I think is an interesting argument, one that we've discussed here. Rational people can disagree. But no, I don't believe that Senator Sass has the argument. I don't believe any of them have the argument on incitement because I believe that as Alan Dershowitz uh, pushed it and discussed it, that First Amendment conversation holds true. But no, the, the the bigger question is, is there anything that President Trump is guilty of? And people noted this from Mitch McConnell in giving his vote, saying, I'm not voting to convict because I don't believe that the constitutional principle is there. However, there's no question done
1: that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events
0: of the day, no question about it. The people
1: who stormed this building believed they were acting on the wishes and instructions of their president. And having that belief was a foreseeable consequence Of the growing crescendo of false statements conspiracy theories and reckless
0: hyperbole now if you want to argue that there's no place for conspiracy theories and hyperbole i'll agree with you if you want to say to me that at that moment donald trump caused a riot I don't believe that you have it, especially when we note from the House impeachment managers on two different occasions, at least from Delegate Plaskett, that there was organization already taking place, specifically organization online. I could argue that all of this rhetoric has led us to a place and a place that's not good. Practically and morally responsible. Well, that's an interesting way to phrase it. Because in the idea of what the president is responsible for, I see something that he is responsible for and that he didn't do. And that was protecting the Capitol. The more I think about it as I've gone over it, the angrier I get. And as we have discussed now for weeks, the impeachment charge incitement of insurrection was a terrible charge. But these are Democrats. They don't think before they do. They just do. If the charge had been dereliction of duty, this vote would be different and it would be into the mid-60s. It would have been very close. Dereliction of duty, I believe applies to former President Donald Trump. You had people attacking the Capitol. What the hell were you doing? Now, the reaction that I have gotten to that, and you've seen this reaction online, so everyone hold up, give me the benefit of the doubt here, is, well, what about Nancy Pelosi? As a matter of fact... I have this from Mike Emanuel over at Fox News. You have Rodney Davis of Illinois, Jim Jordan of Ohio, James Corman of Kentucky, Devin Nunes of California. They've released a letter demanding answers as to what Speaker Pelosi knew regarding the Capitol security posture on January 6th. There was a request for National Guard support on January 4th. Why was that request denied? There's a series of questions that demand answers. Of course they do. When I talk about the idea of duty and not doing your job doesn't just apply to the president but it does indeed apply to the president in that moment why were there so many people saying no we don't need this no we don't need that no we don't need the other it's very weird it is strange and it is bothersome because requests were made and requests were turned down by the house sergeant-at-arms by the senate sergeant-at-arms Man, they were both fired real, real quick. Well, now I've got more questions. Somebody bring them in. They want to talk about a commission to look into this. In favor of it, I'm surprised we haven't started yet. But I don't want to just look into it. I want people found responsible and held responsible. I can't hold Trump any more responsible. He's out of office, but I can hold other people responsible. And maybe the people of San Francisco should really consider term limits on Nancy Pelosi. The president of the United States, seeing what's happening in the Capitol, should have sent a couple thousand troops in if he had to. If you say to me, Tony, you can't do that on, on private, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in America, on American soil. You mean there's nothing he could have done? No one he could have sent in? We can send in federal law enforcement into uh, Seattle. We couldn't send them in here? With all due respect, you could tell me that we weren't able to be mobilized. You could tell me that we would have had a problem getting there on time. You could tell me all of those things. What you can't tell me is why he didn't. The reduction in regulation, I love. Understanding the fighting posture necessary against China, so important. Recognizing that the southern border needs to be secured and we cannot allow illegal immigration if we're going to be a nation, incredibly important. That he taught people how to fight against the absolute bigotry of a leftist media climate, so valuable. I'm discussing this, and on this he failed. And if you want to defend it, I'm not going to stop you. On this he failed. He had a job to do, and he didn't do the job. If Barack Obama didn't do the job, you'd be talking about it. It's Trump. I can't talk about it. By uh, uh, Pelosi should have done this, and uh, McConnell should have done that. I'm not even going to argue that. I'm saying yes. Our conversation from the very beginning is, why didn't the Capitol Police fight back? Why didn't they push back? Why didn't they utilize rubber bullets? Why didn't they? I don't have an answer. I want one. So I'm totally fine with the commission. But I ask it in the same breath. Why didn't Donald Trump send in people to put it down? I don't think that's a radical thought. I'm not sure I'm 100% on board as I continue to think about it with Mitch McConnell. But I don't think he said something that's so, oh, forget him. Oh, he's a rhino. No. No, no, no. I don't think Donald Trump caused what happened at the Capitol in that moment. I think a lot of people could be found guilty. But not doing something about it, that's an issue. I'm Tony Katz.